Yay Networks. Hello and welcome to Evil Lawyer's Guide to Life. I am the Evil Lawyer and you are not. We were streaming this live on TikTok and something done blowed up because we ain't no more. But anyway, if you're on TikTok or if you were on TikTok and you want to hear the rest of the show, keep listening because this is the rest of the show. Um, by the way, if you're not following us on TikTok, right now the name of the channel is still underscore not underscore Peter underscore Steele. Just go over there and look. You'll see why. If you're familiar with Peter Steele, if you're like any kind of rocker, you'll see why I called it that. And that uh, used to be called not Peter Steele, and it was b uh, banned from TikTok. And before that, it was called something else that was taken down by TikTok. Of course, as you know, we routinely get deplatformed from everything. We've also got a, a Rumble page. We've got a link tree coming, so you can find us on everything. We've got a YouTube coming, and um, a whole lot of exciting, exciting things for this show. I called this show The Evil Lawyer's Guide to Life when I started it because it was all about legal advice from the most evil lawyer I could think of, which was a character I kind of made up in my head, and then it went full on politics that stayed there ever since. Rather than change the name of the show like I was going to, to Church and State, we've just left it as The Evil Lawyer's Guide to Life because, hey, we're living in an evil world, and I'm a lawyer www.evillawyersguide.com for all things evil lawyer and hashtag trust me I'm a lawyer for all things evil lawyer and like I said check us out on TikTok if you are one of my uh, TikTok followers I think our last video hit a half a million views uh, thank you for following and thank you for coming over here and listening to the show don't forget to rate it uh, that is how we know you're listening depending on what platform you're on, the uh, Apple platform or the Spotify platform or one of the other ones, there's a way to rate the show. You can just give it stars, or if you want to write a little article, you feel free to. Even if you tell me I suck. Keep your emails coming at www.evillawyersguidetolife, and let's dig into this. Um, Boston University, well, let's put it to you like this. Boston University is one of the places on the planet that is determined, bound and determined to make a COVID that will kill everybody. And Boston University, the other day it was leaked. Actually, it wasn't leaked. They released it. A team of researchers posted on BioRxiv a preprint that described now they've since walked this back and they've since walked it back hard and said there's no 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 we didn't do that it uh, uh the, the, those mice were they were genetically altered so that it couldn't uh wouldn't affect humans at all and uh, nothing to see here oh look sports uh, um there's entertainment over there uh Kanye Kanye's obviously crazy because he just bought parlor um, uh, Elon's crazy because he just bought Twitter. Look, look at all those crazy people who are trying to have free speech. Nothing to see here. And if you think Boston University is the only lab that's done this, well, um, then you're not thinking. Boston University posted on a BioRxiv, BioRx4, a preprint that describes how they have created a new hybrid version of the COVID-19 coronavirus in their lab at Boston University. The last time I checked, Boston University was in Boston. 
And like it or not, Boston is part of the United States of America, and therefore they are subject to the laws that say you cannot do this. This is absolutely 100%. I don't care who you are. Even Anthony Fauci could not lie his way out of this, although I'm sure he will try, or someone like him will try. They're already trying to backtrack it and lie their way out of it. This is flat-out illegal. This is illegal in the United States. What about all the other labs you say? Well, maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we'll run out of time. But right now, you need to know that there is a lab in the continental United States at Boston University that used a lab-created virus to infect mice. And it killed 80% of the mice. (sighs) If you think... Posting something that talks about a lab-created COVID virus that kills 80% of everything infected is not going to get some attention. Well, as Judas Priest said, you've got another thing coming. But the attention it's got is about to die out because it is being crushed. There is an article in Forbes. There are a bunch of stuff on Fox. By the way, you know what? I, I, I say this, and I just don't think I say it loud enough. Fox is in bed with all of the other mainstream media. If you get a whiff of something on Fox, for heaven's sakes, go over to an alternative search engine like DuckDuckGo or StartPage, not sponsored, and research it yourself. You cannot be intellectually lazy in this day and age. You, you, you can't afford to be. But before it gets, before it gets uh, completely obliterated, before it disappears from the internet, you can go to Forbes.com, you can go to Fox, you can go to a lot of other places and read what they did. I'm going to kind of, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to sort of, um, hmm, let's just get into it, shall we? They took the spike protein from the Omicron variant and added it to the original Wuhan variant, the one that we started talking about on December the 29th of 2019, the one that we did two shows on in March and April of 2020 being created in a lab as part of China's uh, bioweapons program, which they began just after World War II. So uh, in the immortal words of... Reese Bobby, Ricky Bobby's dad, if you ain't first, you last. They took the spike protein from Omicron and attached it to the original Wuhan uh, uh, variant, thereby giving it two spike proteins and making it as contagious as Omicron, which is much more contagious than the original variant. But wait, there's more. It now kills 80% of everything it infects. And in the mouse studies, the original Omicron made some of the mouse, mice, meses, made some of the meses a little bit sick. The original Wuhan made a few of the meses really sick. But this new one that I'm just going to call super COVID, Boston variety without... I don't know what else to call it. Like, Like I said, when we started doing the shows about COVID, it didn't even have a name. Um, well, we just call it the Boston virus, kind of like the China virus, uh, kills 80% of everything it infects. What is the point of all this? You know, 
I, I, I remind you, you know, I was originally going to start this show with a, uh, a TED Talk excerpt from, of Bill Gates saying that we need to use vaccines to get rid of 90% of the population. But I was having a little bit of a hard time finding it because Mr. Gates and his minions apparently are doing everything they can to strip that from the entire Internet. You know, if you can, um, especially if you're in this business, if you do what I do, and I know a lot of other podcasters listen to this, and um, we are moving this. Um, it's not going to just be a podcast for very much longer, but after over three years of doing this show, I have learned that if you can download things and save them, it can come in handy later on. And I'll refer you to our Afghanistan show about a year ago. Just look for the Afghanistan show if you want to hear Barack Obama himself talking about how he would absolutely fake a third term with a puppet with an earpiece. And uh, you can also hear Jen Psaki, uh, uh, Evil Chucky. Remember her. You can hear her talking about how great it is working for President Obama. And I don't think it was that show where we actually threw up the uh, recording of Nancy Pelosi talking about working with President Obama on something uh, long after he was no longer president. So, like I said, information disappears really quickly. And I'm sure by the time you hear this, this information will be gone. Now, let's educate everybody a little bit about biosafety laboratories for just a second. Just while you're, while you're ruminating on the fact that a lab at Boston University, where did they get all the funding? We'll talk about that in just a moment. A lab at Boston University. Now, this is not the only lab that's screwing around with COVID trying to make it more deadly. There are labs in Ukraine. There are labs in China. And there are labs in Brazil, and there are labs in Venezuela, all funded by the same groups that are doing the same work. But, you know, just, you know, here, here was everybody's idea. When COVID first came around, it was like, it's for bats. And I did an entire show that said people have been eating anything they could shove into their faces for millennia. It's not for bats. And then, you know, finally, there was a little bit of news last year, two years after we first talked about it, that was like, yeah, you know what, it might have come from a lab. You know, a couple of doctors came out and they're like, yeah, we're pretty sure it came from a lab. And they were immediately crushed and never heard from again. But biosafety labs, BS, labs where they do this kind of madness, generally conform to, uh, there are four levels of, of, of BSL, biosafety lab um, uh, security. And by security, I don't just mean security from someone getting in there. I mean security from something getting out. And the first one, which is where they use a mask and gloves, is a BSL-1. And then there's a BSL-2. And then you go all the way up to a BSL-4. And if you've ever watched that movie, Contagion, or any of the other pandemic movies that came out, you know, before the pandemic to front load us to be ready and waiting for something like this. Because, you know, the media and the Hollywood, and it's all like, they're all in bed together. And when they're given instructions from these globalists who want to wipe out 90% of the population, eh, make a movie about this. Because it's about to happen. So we need people to be a little bit ready. We need it in their minds you know, kind of like the propaganda on the news, every single consumable bit of media at this point, except for your 
your fringes, I'm not claiming, is propaganda. Your movies, propaganda. Your TV shows, propaganda. Your hysterically called news, propaganda. But if you want to know what a BSL-4 lab looks like, which is as high as it goes, um, go watch Contagion. It gives you it, they the, whoever their consultant was did a pretty good job. I've I've run this past a few friends of mine who are in the science industry, and they're like, "Yeah, that's a BSL four lab, you know, full uh, moon suits, uh, uh, pumped in air, you know, the whole nine yards, right?" So of course, at Boston University, when they're inventing a new form of COVID that has an eighty percent fatality rate, they would be doing it. Well, they shouldn't be doing it at all. But, you know, when China gives you $10.5 billion to do something, you do it. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. They shouldn't be doing it at all, but surely, surely they're not so freaking stupid as to do it in a BSL-3. Actually, they are. The research conducted uh, uh, making the super COVID in Boston that has an 80% fatality rate was done in a BSL-3 facility at the National Emerging Infectious Diseases Laboratories in Boston University on the mainland United States. Now, you know, I could go on and uh, talk about what's going on in Brazil and Venezuela and China and Ukraine and those labs, because the first thing everybody's going to say is, well, those labs probably don't follow our safety procedures. We don't even follow our safety procedures. Number one, it's illegal for us to even be doing this. Number two, they're not even doing it in the proper lab. They're not even doing it in a BSL-4 lab. So it is guaranteed, if anybody wants it to, it is guaranteed to get out. Let me repeat myself. It is guaranteed to get out. Lab leaks in BSL-4 labs are unbelievably common. Lab leaks in BSL-3 labs happen all the time. Now, this preprint, which will never become a full print because they're already walking it back, said all procedures were performed in the Biosafety Lab 3. That's where I get that. I get that from their preprint as reprinted by Forbes magazine, which is a liberal rag if I've ever seen one. But, you know, whenever I get anything from the right, I get slammed and deplatformed for false, fake news. Everything, everything is fake news unless it comes from the left. So, you know what? In order to combat that, I just decided to start using the left against them. You know, it's not that difficult, really. Um... They are claiming that this is a loss of function research project. <laughs> you know, their their leader, Mossan Saeed, that's a good American name right there. You know, I had a friend in high school, this redneck friend in high school that I uh, I knew he was from Arkansas. His name was Mossan Saeed. Rim shot. Can I get a rim shot? My producer's looking at me like I'm insane. <sighs> What did they actually do? You know, you want to dig into some boring science here? Okay, here's what they actually did. I kind of already talked about it a minute ago. Basically, they took a recombinant genetic technique. They genetically manipulated 
the virus to engineer a different type of spike protein, which is the ones that stud the surface of the BA1 Omicron subvariant, which is the super infectious one that um, is not that deadly, onto the surface of the original Wuhan strain, which is the less infectious one that was a lot more deadly. As a matter of fact, the research we did for our first or second show before it was even called COVID, when we were calling it SARS-2, showed a fatality rate around 8 or 10%. Something happened to it when it got out of China. I'm not really sure what happened to it, but um, something happened to it. And I would argue, and I think we even did a show on this, that the Omicron variant was most definitely an engineered variant meant to crowd out the original and give us a much less deadly, you know. But hey, you're like, I'm, I've been boosted five times. I'm fine. Well, did you notice the news last week about the fact that the, um, the, the those things just don't work? I mean, they do work, you know. They do work. I mean, people die every single day from them, but they don't work in the way that we're being told that they work. The lab-created hybrid virus ended up killing 80% of the test animals. That's a lot more than the 0% of the test animals that were infected with the original, uh, the Omicron variant of SARS-CoV-2. Now, here's what the lab is claiming. Are you ready to start laughing? They're claiming that this is not gain-of-function. Because technically, the original SARS-CoV-2 killed 100% of some mice somewhere. <laughs> you know, as an attorney who's dealt with evidence for more than two decades, it just this just blows my mind. These, these people need to be in prison. They need to be in prison. Put them in prison. And of course, Tedros is all over it. The WHO is all over it. I mean... It's this is and and they're spinning it that this is a good thing that um, well it killed twenty percent less mice than than this other one that we made in the lab that one killed a hundred percent of the mice we don't have a name for that one yet I could tell you what it's going to be named it's going to be named the last virus you got you got a bunch of uh, you got a bunch of eggheads in Boston. Riding on Chinese money, creating a doomsday bug. And the only thing that's wrong with it, the only reason Bill Gates hasn't rubber stamped this yet and sent it out into the world is because he wants 90%. Not 80%, not 70%, 90%. If you can't kill us with the food, if you can't poison us with the GMO food, if you can't kill us with the water, if you can't kill us with the vaccines, then by gosh, he needs a virus that takes out 90%. You all know who's paying for all this? Well, some of it is your tax dollars because Boston University accepts literally billions of your tax dollars every single year. But... There was a $1.85 billion mystery grant given to this lab from a bunch of Chinese folks. $1.5 
well, I'm sorry, $1.85 billion. That's a lot of yen. Sorry, yawn. That's a lot of yawn. Here's, here, here's what you need to understand. I'm going to wrap this up. I, I, I'm not even looking at my timer. I'm going to wrap this up with what the takeaways. Here's what you need to understand. The global agenda is depopulation and leave and, and leave the elites and enough of us to be their slaves. Because it's a global agenda, it's run by globalists, there are no borders. Chinese money, American money, Brazilian money, it doesn't matter. There are multiple labs working on this all over the planet. There is no justification for what they're doing, just like there was no justification for what they did to produce the original SARS-CoV-2 or the original SARS and the original MERS. By the way, we did a show on that. I want to say that was in April of 2020 on where they came from, the precursors to this and the 10-year plan, which coincides with China's every other five-year plan, which is what their communist government has been running on for the entire time they've been in existence, ever since Mao. Our government is in bed with the globalists. China's government is in bed with the globalists. Ukraine's government is in bed with the globalists. Brazil, Venezuela, they're all in bed with the globalists. And the globalist agenda has been a reduction of 90% of the population going back 20 years. Where do you think AIDS came from? Do you find, does anybody else notice the irony of Fauci popping up during AIDS handing out AZT, killing a million people and disappearing back into his hole, and then popping up during COVID, handing out mRNA-based vaccines that are now giving everybody cancer and MS and immunodeficiencies and everything else, and then going back into his hole? I don't know what we can do to save this world at this point. I would suggest make sure you're right with God and make sure you can take care of yourself. And with that, thank you for listening. www.evillawyersguide.com. If you want to see the videos, which, like I said, every single day there's a new one, it's still underscore not underscore Peter underscore steel over on TikTok. We will be, like I said, dropping the link tree on the Rumble, Parlor, YouTube, and everything else because we're getting our social media put back together. I don't even know if we're going to bother doing Facebook anymore at this time. I've just, you know, you lose six million followers and then a million and a half and then two million. You get tired of building that. And is anybody even on Facebook anymore? You know. But thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate the podcast, subscribe. And um, go to TikTok for a lot more exclusive content. I am the evil lawyer. You are not. Next week.